Hello and welcome everybody. My name is Ryan. And my name is Heather. And we are here today at the Confidence Through Cabaret podcast and we are super excited to be welcoming speaker, counsellor, EFT practitioner, the wonderful and truly amazing Amanda Farrat. Hey Amanda, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited Thank to be you. here. Oh, we're so excited to be featuring you today. It's been such a, we've, spoiler alert everybody, we've spoken before and we are huge fans of the wonderful Amanda. You are absolutely amazing. We're so grateful to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Oh, I feel so special. <laughs> you are indeed. So we'd love to start because you, you, you have a really interesting set of practices that are part of what you do as a counselor and, and you know um, and an EFT coach. For those who don't know what EFT uh, what EFT is, or may be confused that it might be a, a physical practice that you go in and tap random people, like I thought. Um, <laughs> um, if you're listening to this podcast, then you'll see you'll know you should know that everybody is laughing at me at present. Um, <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about EFT? Yes. So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, and it is a combination of both Eastern and Western practices. So the Eastern part is that the points that you're tapping on your body are acupressure meridian points um, that activate various kind of systems or organs in your body. And the Western part is that it brings in talk therapy. So we're using some questions and some you know, reflecting language back to kind of dig into the subconscious and do some healing and rewiring of the subconscious. So um, when we're tapping on those acupressure meridian points, what's happening is our amygdala in the brain, which is responsible for fight, flight, or freeze, calms down. Our sympathetic nervous system calls down. Our limbic system, which is in charge of our emotions, calms down. And then we're able to access our subconscious brain, you know, instead of being back here in primal brain, we can come up and dig deeper into our subconscious brain so we can make decisions from a clearer space. We can tap into old memories, thoughts, of, um, thoughts patterns of thinking, beliefs, trauma, old wounds, and start to rewire and rework those and work on healing our brains. And it's also a great tool for moving from one emotional state to another. So if you're anxious, depressed, feeling grief, even anger or frustration, you can move from that emotional state, vent it out, work it out, and kind of move yourself into a different place. Oh, amazing. Wow. So that you was know, a great with, um, description. That was a right. really great description. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask as well, you know, when you when you talk about the, the sort of accessing those pressure points through the tapping, do you find that um, this is not going to be the same, but do you find that there's uh, some sort of you notice a kickback to uh, from an energy sort of standpoint when you find an area that's that's sort of not locked more as uh, blocked, maybe the might might be the right word. Do you get right. like a is there a sensation that you get from that? I do. And I can't speak for everybody that taps, but I definitely and I'm also very intuitive and empathic. So in my sessions, um, if I'm like, hit, if I'm not hitting right on, right, if my language isn't working or something's not working, I can feel that. Um, but yesterday I was tapping with someone and I got this like intuitive download of an affirmation that they needed and some other stuff. And I literally felt like someone put an ice cube between my shoulder blades oh. because I just got this like tingling sensation and I also use like crystals and stuff I'm a little woo and so I don't know if that's raising my vibrations in the last couple of weeks because I've added to my crystal collection but 
it does like and because of some of those points like I have some favorite points um but some of them tap on your like front nervous system right that runs from top to bottom and some of them tap on your back nervous system that runs along your spinal cord so it's very possible to have these like sensations of release or um we often yawn during tapping because you're relaxing yourself and you're going into that rest and repose state so you'll often yawn if you're having a really good tapping session um but yeah it is possible to have and of course you might tap on some things and another emotion or a memory may come forward and you might find you, you know, you were angry before and now all of a sudden you're sad or disappointed and that emotion skyrockets and your ratings go right back up and you're kind of reactivated. So EFT can be this journey of like highs and lows. And as a practitioner, I'm trained in how to kind of follow those highs and lows. And I know there's some of, some people may be watching this later. I am Italian. So I'm over here talking with my hands. I hope that's not <laughs> too distracting, but um, yeah, so it is, it's a really powerful and really neat tool because I've watched people in start crying because something I will say or they'll tap on a point and it'll land and they'll just be like because their subconscious gives them an answer or brings forth a memory or a you know they're like oh my gosh now I can connect the dots now I understand why this pattern has repeated itself it goes clear back to this memory when I was four years old and this thing happened and so EFT can unlock these things and um, Dr. Peter Stapleton has a great book um, it's called Behind the Science of Tapping, if anybody wants to know the science and get into that more. But they, we can tap on global issues that are like the top of a table. And all these memories or incidences that reinforce that global belief are like legs on the table. Mm. So in EFT tapping, we try to take out the legs mm. and rework those parts of it. And then the table tumbles and you're better. Wow. Right. So is, so is this a case of we do this I'm not gonna say once, but we, we do this, we release it and we're better. Does it come back? Like, is it- It can, okay. because again, if it's a global issue, like let's say there's a thought or belief, especially like around confidence, right? Like I'm not worthy. So maybe there's multiple memories in time that have reinforced that thought of I'm not worthy. Mm. So the more, you know, once you start to take one of those legs out, the table gets a little wobbly, but the more you take out those big memories that really reinforce that thought, the more wobbly the table gets. And if you can knock that table over, that's the goal. That's when you can start to kind of pull back and you know you aren't gonna need the tapping as much. And then there's people that use tapping as a daily practice because it is a mindset shift tool. And so you can use it every morning if you wake up. Today I'm feeling, you know, I'm not quite where I wanna be energy wise or I'm not quite where I wanna be confidence wise. And you can tap it out every morning in the mirror. Wow, that sounds nice actually because because just, just even doing the tapping, and I know we, we were, you know, kind of talking to you about it before and just, you know, t the points that you tap, it, it feels good, mm. you know, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that you want to go fully into the practice and into crystals and all of this. It, it, right. it just feels good. So you have to know that that is releasing, you know, in your body. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you can, you don't even have to say it out loud. You can say it, just say the phrases in your head. Or if you're in a space where you're anxious and you need to like calm down, you can literally just tap on the side of your fingers. So on the side of your finger along your nail beds with your other like pointer and middle finger and just tap on your fingers. And that's gonna start activating those systems to calm down and get you to just kind of like take a breath, 
kind of settle in. Mm. So you can use tapping on your fingers just to interrupt any kind of emotion and kind of start to kind of get into that rest and repose so you can make better decisions. You're coming from a, a response versus reaction space of making decisions. And I wish I would have had this tool years ago when I did school-based mental health because I could have taught a bunch of 11, 12, 13 year olds an inconspicuous way to calm down. You know, they could have done it under their desks or under the tables in their classrooms. And so instead of blowing up and getting kicked out of class and sent to the vice principal and then getting sent to detention or whatever consequences they would have faced, they could have had a tool to calm down in that moment. Nice. So I'm really glad I now have EFT. Yeah, I have a, I have a son who's uh, 20 next month and he told me at Christmas that he's always felt anxiety and and most people would have just said he they thought he was quiet until they got to know him and then they find out he is not quiet and mm -hmm. and that's because he's pushing down all of this anxiety and to be able to release that is such a gift yes yeah yeah it it really is and if you if you can learn that at a young age to just release that and and then that makes you feel safe and comfortable yeah. and able to express your voice and i mean wow that's that's such a gift. Oh, but can you imagine if we'd had some of the tools that uh, we would have loved to have had now as teenagers going through the, right. the hell and stress that is high school and doing all of that? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because for me, I, I could be really wrong because I haven't mm. haven't been through the, the therapy with you, Amanda. But but for me, I, I feel because I don't feel anxiety in in that same way that my son describes mm. it, where he always feels like, you know, there's like a. a mm -hmm. um, a delay i've forgotten what they call it now but like a, a disfluency that's what mm -hmm. it is in inability to express things and of course mm -hmm. when we have a disfluency or or even a, a thought process that that is more introverted and we think about things before we speak nine times out of ten some extrovert will have come along and filled in that silence and so you're not heard anyway and then that you know affects your throat chakra and, and mm -hmm. so on and and that throws us off but I think, I think for me, the application is, because I am a true extrovert, so I just let all the stuff out, like, <laughs> randomly. Um, stop laughing, Ryan. So, <laughs> he's been on the receiving end. Um, <laughs> so, but I think for me, it's, it's a lot about the physical traumas, you know, that I, that I've held, that I, that I don't even know I've held in my body, but that changes how we, you know, our posture, and that changes, you know, just, just, uh, I guess the, the energy flow and our breathing and yes. so on. But for me, it's, it's, I think it's more physical traumas. So is that fair to say that like, if we get, I don't know, hit on the head or I was in a car accident and had a back and neck injury. It's so I'm holding all of that. So in the, yeah. then that, that seems to me where, that seems to me where immediately what you're talking about is like, oh, I would love to release all of that healing that's kind of healed all like this mm. instead yes. of like this yeah. well and that's the beautiful thing beautiful thing about tapping is it can be used for physical pain it can be used for like habit cessation or building habits it can be used for anything that's got any kind of tie to reworking our subconscious or kind of getting in there and working with the wiring of our brains right. and so um you know, I've had it done a little bit for me on pain and I've done it for others on pain, like headaches or things like that. Mm. Um, basically, it's got so many applications that it is just, 
I can't even list them all, right? And the beautiful thing is, is I just got certified and graduated um, with my basic EFT certification in February. Sure. And I graduated with a bunch of other amazing women and they are all doing different things. So if I'm not somebody's ideal practitioner, there's somebody else out there. Like I know women that are doing it around food allergies yeah. because they have a child with food allergies. Mm -hmm. So not only the emotions that come up for parents around having to like cope with the stress of having a child with food allergies, but around that, the, all the other aspects of that as well. Um, I mean, there are, there are practitioners for all the different little niches of ways to use EFT. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what made you get started in EFT? Yeah. Well, I have been on a healing journey for a while because I have suffered numerous losses in a very short time span um, and wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't setting aside time for my grief and my emotional needs. Um, and I'm a very emotional person. I am a cancer, um, but my emotions weren't getting time and space because I was in grad school and doing all these other things. So I would go home, deal with the business of death and losing whoever I had lost and then come home or come back and go right back to grad school. And um, like one example is I literally put my cat who I'd had for 10 and a half years, who had moved with me from Philadelphia to Montana to here in Portland, put her down on a Saturday because she was dying of kidney failure and went to school on Monday and started the term, right? So it was literally just going right back to school after all these losses with no time to honor my grief or my emotions and it imploded. And so I'm a grad school dropout and I'm not ashamed to say that because it led me on this amazing path where I got to learn more about myself and dig in and do some deep healing. And so earlier this in 2020, I um, was one of the coaches that I follow. She was having Jackie McDonald come on to do some tapping and um, I had literally just come out of my first astrology reading. <laughs> so that was really emotional, right? And then I get on Facebook and here's this live tapping session. I got on right as they were going live. So it's like Simon says, right? So I just jumped in and started following along sure. and the tears immediately flowed. Right. And it was this beautiful release. Mm -hmm. And I felt things come up and let go that I'd been struggling with forever. And I don't even remember what she was tapping on, but some, you know, kind of acknowledging that younger self and, um, I was just like, I'm sold like this. I don't know what this magic is that this woman just did, but I need it not only for myself, but for everyone that I'm going to work with. Like, this is, this is my new modality. Like I need to know all I can, can know. And then, um, shortly thereafter, she announced that she was doing her next round of practitioner training. And I was like, here's my credit card number. Like, yes, please sign me up. Um, and yeah, that was history. I was in and I am so bought in that I'm doing the advanced practitioner training so that I can do that deeper trauma work and the inner childhood work um, because I believe in this so much and I am seeing how much it is a fit for what I wanna do and what a gift it's been for my own healing as well as those I've worked with. Wow, that's amazing. You just know, I mean, that's the, you know, people talk about inner alignment, but that is just like, boom, inner mm. knowing at its core. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so talk to us a little bit about some of your other work. So you, you use crystals. Yes. And that's more just like for funsies. They're pretty. I've always loved pretty rocks. Like, oh. but you know, I mean, I've got my amethyst here. I mean, I've got 
tons of them. I don't even want to talk about how much I've spent on my crystals, but <laughs> I've, <laughs> I do, I do feel like they, they help. Um, some of that is just, you know, maybe some of it's placebo effect. If people believe it, they believe it, but I do feel like they do share some of those, um, beautiful energies. And so, um, one of the things I hope to offer as I kind of build up my business now that I have what I call my crystal dealer, my supplier, um, is to do some like grief tumbles or emotional tumble bag starter kits. So they'd have different tumbles of all the like stones that everybody I think should have to start with their emotional healing. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I started introducing crystals to like my friends in Montana who were, you know, they were like the least likely ever to embrace anything wooey. Right. But now my mom's into crystals and my best friend, Trisha, like she still goes to bed with the rose quartz and amethyst that I sent her. And, um, it was actually, I used crystals to help with my other good friend um, and her family when they um, lost a family member. Um, he died by suicide in summer of 2019. And so I couldn't get home just yet, but the first thing I did was call the crystal shop there in town, put together a beautiful package for them and had a family member take it and deliver it to them. Mm. And, you know, it helped. So, yeah. You know, if any little tricks, tools, or tips, or things that people can use, and and they're pretty to look at, so it doesn't hurt to have a shelf full of them sitting there. <laughs> so do you, so you you use it in, in holding them, or mm -hmm. or I'll like I'm not trained in Reiki, but I know a lot of you know Reiki uses a lot of stones and energy, so I will just kind of I've got you know Kambaba is a great one for tapping, so I have a, a few pieces of Kambaba around that I like to kind of have present. Um, I'll show off my favorite one. This is my Kambaba heart that's got some druzy crystals in it there that is nice and shiny. But yeah, so, um, and my dad liked rocks and gemstones. And so, you know, I lost him a few years ago back in 2016. So I think that's part of it as well as, you know, it makes me feel connected to those I've lost and, um, yeah, I just, I have different palm stones. So those I can hold in my hand when I'm kind of doing visualization with folks or, cause that's another part of the EFT tapping that I'm trained in. I'm trained in the McDonald manifestation method. And so we do use visualization and some of those things. So that's when the stones, the crystals come in handy is mm -hmm. I will kind of hold those and use their energy when we're doing those visualizations. Nice. Cool. Very nice. Oh, I love this. Okay. So where, so so how how does your practice work with a client so you mm. meet and you learn about their story i guess or <laughs> their story i don't know i'm fully making this up now <laughs> <laughs> well my process is, <laughs> my process is that i have people apply to work with me because I work under the umbrella of harm reduction and best fit. Right. So I want to make sure that I am the best fit for you and that you are the best fit for me and how I operate because I don't want to start doing this work and have us not work out. I don't want to ever do harm. I want to do good. And so if I'm not the best fit for you, then I'm going to do my best to find somebody who is. And again, I know a wonderful network of amazing tapping practitioners. Um, so the first step is to fill out my application. If I read that and, you know, you shared a little bit of your story and I'm like, yeah, I think this is aligned. Then we have a call to kind of chat about what package somebody wants to purchase because I do it that people get to kind of package or purchase a amount of time. 
So I have an initial 90 minute session because that's what you kind of need the first time you're tapping. Cause I'm teaching you how, and we're digging in and kind of going through. And then after that, you get to decide how much time you need to use per session. You know, is it just a quick check-in where you just need 45 minutes of a tune-up to kind of work through something that came up that week? Yeah. Or do you need another 90 minute session you know, a couple 90 minute sessions, because we're going to work through, like I said earlier, taking those table legs out and working through some bigger trauma or some inner childhood stuff. So I have to be honest, I, I, I love the analogy of the table legs, but it also kind of freaks me out because I, I, you guys are, you guys are, you guys are killing me. Okay. I, I, I'm I just, I can't imagine what's scary about a table. So I'm anxious okay. to hear. So here's, here's what's, here's what's coming. So I feel like, we're gonna kick out one of the table legs and I'm gonna be left with a wobbly table, a three-legged mm. table. And then I'm like, okay, so you've opened up all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then what do I do with it until I talk to you again? Like I would be on the phone to you literally for about because <laughs> I would want all the table legs. Like I need stuff even, right? I don't, I don't want any wonky table like this, you know? Mm. Well, that's the beautiful part of Jackie's method that I am trained in the McDonald manifestation method is we are trained to put things away, so to speak at the end of every session. So I will extend a session. I will stay on longer with a client and I pad my schedule that way. So that's possible. Um, because I'm never going to be like, Oh, look, time's up. Okay. Bye. While somebody's in the middle of like trauma. Right. That's just like, right. That is when you're going to send somebody off with a wonky table and that's not just okay. Wait about final revelation, <laughs> lean in and just go. And that can yeah. happen, right? You can be tapping along and you can yeah. be towards the end of a session and some new memory will come up or some, and we're trained in how to put that away. So to speak, right. that's kind of what we call it is put that away in a way that honors it and keeps you safe and sends you forward. And my disclaimer to all clients is, Hey, if you get down the road a day or two, like that's when you call me and we like figure out how to squeeze you in. Right. Because again, I operate under the umbrella of harm reduction. So right. I'm never going to send somebody out there with a wonky table that they're worried about toppling over. That's going to cause harm. Yeah. I would, that is, so that's another thing that I, in my talking about EFT is I've had people, Oh, I'm afraid of EFT because I've had a bad experience or I've had things go wrong or I felt worse afterwards. And my best guess in those scenarios is it either wasn't a good fit with the practitioner, the practitioner wasn't fully trained in how to keep you safe or you weren't honest with the uh, practitioner. And so that is kind of part of my other disclaimer is I need you to be fully honest with me. Like I'm not here to judge. I'm here to honor whatever comes up. This is a safe and sacred space. And the best way for me to keep you safe is for you to be fully open and honest with me. Mm -hmm. And if a memory comes up that you don't want to look at, I'm not going to make you look at it, but we're going to put it away safely before I send you on your way, because I'm not going to send you off with a memory that's a fresh open wound. That'd be like going to the doctor and you've got like multiple cuts and the doctor only fixes one cut and sends you off with a oozing gaping wound <laughs> on the other arm because oh I fixed one of them like no I would never do that to someone no, I know you wouldn't I was, <laughs> I was just picturing that I just had this this picture of you know kind of like surely you can't clear all of the table right. in one session right so you're going to take so I guess it's a bit like um okay this is going to sound weird because this is a memory coming up for me now my grandmother used to have a card table and there was always like, you know, either the floor wasn't even or the, or the table was wobbly. And then, but she would put like, like 
like card underneath yes like to sort of stabilize it. i'm sort of picturing that like so you kind of put in like a little little temporary thing to even you out and then and then we go back and right right okay all right that that makes me feel a little bit better i don't <laughs> know why i had such a physical reaction to that but you have to do all four legs <laughs> but no that was a great question and you know maybe your table has seven legs or maybe your table has 12 legs and so as we take those off, hopefully the other legs shift, so to speak, right? So that you're not totally off balance. But the hope is, is that eventually you get it to where that table itself just disappears because you've taken out the bigger legs and um, really you're, what you're doing is you're clearing those narrow pathways, you're healing, you're rewiring. And so eventually the brain goes, I don't even need to worry about that anymore because I did this work over here. And so I'm good. And like, yes, that memory's here. Yes, I, but I'm all right because I already have worked on that and that's no longer significant. Yeah. So do you find that people change their, in that rewiring, change some of their belief systems? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's totally, it's a great tool for if you've got those, you know, we all had grandmas or aunts or people that meant well but they maybe did some damage, right? With some of the things they've said or, you know, and especially I experienced that. I have been a fat woman my whole life. I was a fat child and, you know, my family didn't understand because I was also a feral child, right? Growing up in Montana, we played outside all day long from sunup to sundown. And so, um, you know, my family didn't understand. And, you know, years later we got the reasons medically why, but my grandma did a lot of damage. And I know that she was doing the best she could with what she had. You know, she'd been handed down that from her dad. I found out later in my life that her dad had been pretty critical around body image stuff. Um, but if you've solidified those beliefs, right, that come from other people, if they've been solidified by enough people saying it or enough things that reinforce it, um, then that's what EFT can do is it can help go in and say, no, this isn't the truth. You get to rewrite your truth. What do you want your truth to be? What do you want to believe instead? Oh, and that's a really powerful lesson to, to learn, you know, especially, you know, as you say, taking on somebody else's beliefs, which we're, as you say, yes. you know, we're, we're programmed to do from childhood and then to have to unlearn those, that's really intensive. Um, yeah. I love the fact that with EFT and with what you practice, there's very much a case of, you know, people who are, in the lockdown situation that a lot of us are in at the moment. Um, if you're listening to this post COVID, then congratulations. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we are mid um, and, you know, the idea of being able to reach more people in, in their homes is got to be, you know, really amazing for you. How, how yes. has it been to kind of continue to practice during COVID? Well, I'm thankful for Zoom when it decides to cooperate. Um, so when Zoom isn't acting up, it's great because I can still see people's faces because that's the important part is I want to be able to see people's faces for if their affect change or all of a sudden they're crying or, you know, I can tell if things aren't landing right and to make sure they're kind of, you know, following along and tapping on the places. Yeah. Um, and it just builds rapport and builds connection and it's safer that way. So that's been great because I've tapped with women in the UK. I've tapped with women in New Zealand or spoken to people in New Zealand. Like I am able to reach out to people all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I, 
I would like to work myself out of a job. I love EFT tapping. I love that there's more people doing it, mm -hmm. but wouldn't it be wonderful if we were all had this, you know, emotional mastery and were able to heal ourselves and able to, you know, do these wonderful things and get through life in a way that we didn't need people to help us heal. Right. So I'd love to work myself out of a job. Um, but because we are in the middle of a pandemic and the world is what it is and our nervous systems are constantly bombarded with negative stimulus and really difficult things. Um, I think that EFT tapping and us tapping practitioners will be needed for quite some time. Yeah. So do we get to a point in the practice where it becomes that you do this for yourself? Oh yeah. Part of me learning was having to do enough, like a number of sessions by myself on myself. Right. Um, so, and that is, I mean, people can go out and start tapping on themselves today. There's apps, there's YouTube, there's all of us, a lot of us practitioners are doing it from our Facebook groups or Facebook pages or things like that. I think there's people on TikTok doing it. So there's plenty of places you can find tapping to kind of do it on your own or follow along. Um, where you want to get a practitioner is if you really need to do some of that deeper healing work or you're not seeing things change or shift or get better. Um, because we can dig in deeper. We can, you know, help you build those muscles, ask the questions that maybe you don't know to ask yourself. And there's power in hearing your language reflected back to you. Hmm. So in talking to a practitioner and kind of expressing things, and then I reflect that back to you in a way, you can be like, oh, oh, I'm hearing that differently. And now I'm having this new memory or thought come up and I hadn't thought about that before. And now, right. And the dots start to connect themselves in a different way, yeah. but yeah, tapping can be something that goes from needing a practitioner and doing like this deep healing work to being something that, Oh, I, you know, I'm anxious today. I need to tap or, Oh, I'm waking up and I'm kind of crabby and my coffee's not doing its job. I want to get rid of this crabby feeling like let's tap it out. So what's your favorite tapping thing? Can you take us through? Cause I, I jokingly, um, said that I would tap Ryan this is before he knew that you tap yourself so I was like you know he's not the only one that's had that misperception I have had to explain to people that it's very much like Simon says and right. so the practitioner taps on the practitioner and the client taps on themselves um it's not where Wait, we have to be told Ryan that now because I don't get to hit him or sorry tap him yeah. Oh, see, this is how it all comes out. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> this but no, I've had that question several times. Yeah. <laughs> because people do get very confused. Yeah, like, how do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> people do get confused. Like, how do we do this in this day and time? And it's like, oh, no, we can do it on a Zoom screen. Yeah. You're tapping on yourself. I don't have to tap on you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But some of my favorite tapping points are under the nose mm -hmm. and the collarbone points because I can just feel those kind of radiate throughout my body. But here's a little trick. If you feel like you're starting to cry and you're in a space where you don't want to be seen crying, mm -hmm. take a finger and at the bottom of your nose, kind of where that middle cartilage hits mm -hmm. the top of your lip, press in and up, and that will stave off the tears until you can get somewhere where you can cry. Because you should always let your tears fall. Tears are cleansing, tears are necessary. But if you are somewhere where it's not a good look, just press in and up on that nose and sneak off to wherever you can let those tears fly. Okay. That's interesting because I didn't cry for almost in my entire adult life until two years ago. Mm. Like mm. didn't cry. Mm. 
and I know. And I went to various um, uh, energy healers. I had chiropractics. I had all kinds of different things. And I was like, nothing. Like, yeah. I'm dead inside. No, I already really didn't say that. But, but, it, it, but it, it did feel, it did feel like I, I just don't, ha I don't have the need. I just, yeah. it's, this is very deep well. Mm -hmm. And mm. so what happens now is there's just like random crying now. It's like the floodgates. <laughs> And it's, it's like, I, I can be in the supermarket and go, oh, I'm going to cry. So yeah. that's a really good little tip. Right. Really yeah, I learned that decades ago when I was in college. And uh, mm. it's, been, it's been handy. Mm. Just put pressure so, and you, on the nerves. And, and you use your, your um, uh, index finger and middle finger? Right. So two to three fingers to kind of tap. And so if you can use both hands, it's so like a typical tapping sequence starts on the side of your hand, which is called the karate chop point. And this is where we do what's called the setup phrases. So that's going to be like, so we have kind of three phases of tapping. So we give ourselves the intensity of our emotions a rating. So if my emotion is, let's use anxiety. If I'm feeling anxious, really like it's pretty intense. Like it's at a 10, I'm going to start tapping on the side of my hand, even though I'm really anxious and it's really intense right now. And I feel it in my stomach. I love and accept myself fully. Mm -hmm even though this anxiety is really intense and I feel it all through my body, I love and accept myself fully. Mm. Even though this anxiety is super present and it's got me super heightened, I love and accept myself fully. And then you're gonna start going through the body points. I'm really anxious right now. Right. I feel it in my stomach. It's really intense. I don't like this anxiety. I'm scared to do you know anything right so you're going to use whatever's coming up for you in that language and then you're going to move through the point so we do the setup phrases on the karate shot point then it's top of the head and so if you can use both hands both hands there then eyebrow point which is kind of right not right in the middle of the eyebrow but kind of right up there above the top of the start of the eyebrow then side of the eye is literally right out from the corner of your eye on the temple bones there then under the eye which is kind of right on those sinus cheekbones then under the nose, it's literally right there on your upper lip between lip and nose. Then chin is between lip and chin, which I've got a nice little groove there. Mm -hmm. And then collarbone is right over your collarbone points. And then we do under the arm, which for us ladies is kind of right where our bra band would hit under our arms. And this point can be really awkward for people. Some people like to hug themselves because that's easier yeah. um, to kind of get both sides. And then under the chest is the next point, which for us ladies that are busty can be also tricky. So for this one, I adapt and I use my, the pads of my fingers and I go right below my xiphoid process under my sternum and I'm still tapping on my liver point there. So that still works. And then wrist point is the last kind of point. And that's one of my favorites too. So. I like that, that feels good. Yeah. Okay. And does it matter which hand you use? No, you can switch between hands. If you only have one hand free to do it, you can use one hand. So like on those places where there's two points, right? Like if you've only got one hand free, you can just do the one hand. Sure. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's very cool. That's very cool. And I think it's interesting, you know, for listeners to just to go through that and try that and and feel where you notice it and, and yeah. just, mm -hmm. just feel the the and and then the affirmation is so important because yes. then that's making an association between that those words right and the release in your body i'm assuming yeah 
So we use a rating scale and we call it SUDS. So if the intensity of the emotion, memory, belief, event, whatever, is between an eight and a 10, that's where you're gonna wanna start with venting. So you're gonna wanna focus on negative, right? You're gonna wanna vent it all out. You're not introducing any new emotions or any new possibilities. If it's between a four and a seven, that's where possibility comes in. And you can start to say, even though I feel anxious, I'm ready to let that go and I'm ready to be calm instead, right? So you're starting to welcome in and let go of whatever you're moving away from and welcome in what you wanna to move towards. And then if you're between a zero and a three, that's called the affirmation stage. And that's where you can be like, even though I was anxious before, I am calm now and I am safe. Even though I was anxious and I felt it in my stomach, my body feels calm now, right? So you can move into those different phases or start, you know where to start based on that rating scale. Right. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I love that. Yeah, thank you. Um, do you uh, do you find that um, can people make up their kind of own affirmations with it, or yes. do you suggest to start with like a set? No, using your own language is the key to EFT. So whatever you're really feeling. In fact, when we go back and do inner child work, we use the language of whatever age that person is. Right. So if you're like that person was stupid and they stunk, right? Like you you use whatever language is present. For that memory, event, beliefs, etc. Wow. Because then it's more powerful. Yeah. I love how adaptable it is to so many different situations. And, you know, in terms of like, A, that you can do these things when, say, for instance, you're in a public space and you don't want right. to, you know, don't want to lose your cool or you don't want to lose your, your composure. You know, I really like the fact there's that side of it. But then to have your own language that you can inbuild with it and not yes. even have to speak out loud is even cooler. Right. And so, yeah, you can do it in your head, right? Like I can be sitting here doing a tapping sequence and not even having to say it out loud. Mm -hmm. um, if your mind starts to wander, then it's good to go back to saying it out loud. But yeah, if you're somebody that cusses and you are like, and you need to throw some expletives in there, throw some right. expletives in there. If you, you know, whatever you need language wise. And that's what I also tell people when I'm tapping with them. Um, and especially when we do, like, if I do live videos or things, I'll be like, fill in the blank or change the language. Like, this right. is for you. Tapping is for you. So it has to resonate with you. So if the language doesn't work, change the language. Um, and my clients have full permission to interrupt me during a session if the language isn't landing. Right. Cool. And you used to be a coach, right? Yes. And then I did lots of work to move to getting to call myself a counselor. <laughs> hey, cool. Yeah, no, congratulations. How is it? How is it different? How? How? Because people are familiar with the term coach now. I think right mostly. So how? how what's the? What's the difference there? I think for me, mostly um, besides the money I spent, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more about like coaches want you to kind of figure it out, right? And like they are there to kind of cheer from the sidelines, whereas I. I will go down in the trenches with you and hold yeah. that space for you when you are in your darkest, deepest, most difficult moments mm -hmm. and be that mirror, be that guide. So it's not that I'm doing the work for you. So it's similar to coaching in that, right? Like the client still needs to do the work, but I'm there to sit with you in those hard moments, whatever that looks like and hold that space for you in the most safe and sacred way possible. Perfect. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so we have some questions. <laughs> Should I be worried? 
<laughs> no, you actually shouldn't. You actually shouldn't because I, I, I know you're already, even though you, you don't know what these questions are going to be, I know that you have already thought about these uh -huh. because you have a past. Um, <laughs> don't we all? Uh, well, and I love that for you. So, <laughs> so, okay. So if you're going on stage to perform cabaret, what one prop would you want to have with you? A feather boa. <sighs> Work. Always and is there a color to that? Well, the one I own is red and black. But I think now I would want purple and orange. Ooh, wow. nice choice. Wow. Ooh, nice choice, wow. yeah. Uh, that's very I'm very much like that because it's very close to my uh, my favorite color scheme which is always purple and yellow mm, nice. Love that. <laughs> nice and so and what is your stage name when you're going on with your feather boa that's purple and orange well I think I would have to go with Miss Amanda oh perfect okay I like the attitude with that because mm -hmm. it can be like really kind of sweet and Miss Amanda and then it can also yes. be like like right or you know once upon a time i did have the dandy miss mandy as a nickname so that could be a Ooh, possibility as well you. i like yeah. that plus it's still got its own element of like fierceness to it as well like either dandy miss man you know or, or miss manda is both got of them have got kind of like a we can be aloof or we can be fun or we can be silly or we can be sexy or we can be you know it's right. got those dimensions i like well and there's that title in there so like you're gonna throw some respect in there because i am you know miss amanda so. absolutely <laughs> oh, <I love> that. <laughs> yes fully <laughs> on board with that <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite maybe not your biggest but what is your favorite lesson that you've ever learned mm. oh my favorite lesson i've ever learned is to just be yourself right like nobody gets out of life alive we all die it is not worth it to spend your life trying to fit in everybody else's boxes or ideas of who you are yeah be true to yourself so i have tattooed on my arm find your voice, speak your truth. Like and like, yeah, I'm getting chills as I like even think about it. I just, that is my biggest lesson, right? I've grown up as a fat woman who has had all this, you know, horrible things said and done to me because I simply was who I am. And now even as an adult, right? When I show up and I take up space and I'm authentically who I am, there are people that have an issue with that. Mm. And it's like, that's too bad. That's your problem. Like, I get to live authentically as myself, 100% me, 100% of the time, because this is my life and I only get one to live. And I spent enough of my life trying to fit other people's boxes and having to do the healing work from that. And I just, I won't live that way anymore. Yeah. So be 100% you 100% of the time. Yeah, no one should live that way. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's such an important soundbite. Absolutely. It's a pro that's, you know, that's a message I think everybody needs to hear at some point because we, you know, we all, we all, as we said earlier, you know, we all get fed these, you know, these limiting beliefs, these ideas of what, what, who, what and who we should be, how we should right. behave, what we should look like. Every little part of our lives is controlled and provided a should. 
And yes, the should means nothing. The should is ridiculous. It's just another way of keeping us from not talking. It's another way of keeping us down. It's just another way of, of stopping us from living our lives fully. And thank you so much for, for, for talking to us today and, and being that badass person who continues to just be a total badass. So thank you. Well, thank you. Well, as you both know, Labyrinth is my favorite movie of all time. My dog is named Ludo. And I realized as I've kind of, I don't know why, but it's been mulling around in my head lately. And I think the reason I love that movie so much yeah. is because the character Sarah in it, right? Mm -hmm. She was this unencumbered teenage girl that yes, she had the horrible evil stepmother as she called it, right? Mm -hmm. But she still played fantasy and like had these dreams as a teenager. And in this day and age, we don't have that, right? But her power line, her key line ends with, you have no power over me. Right. It's Jareth, the Goblin King. And I like, even though at that age, when I watched Labyrinth and I didn't have the power to say to all these people that were telling me all these things that I didn't want to believe about myself, right? That I knew to be different. I didn't have the ability to say, you have no power over me. That stuck. And now mm -hmm. I'm in my forties and I can say, you have no power over me. I'm a grown woman. I pay my own bills. Like I'm good. No, you have no power over me. Yeah. I get to be me. So if you haven't watched Labyrinth, go watch Labyrinth. <laughs> be like Sarah. Tell your goblin kings that they have no power over you. And find yourself a Ludo. A yes. Ludo for cuddle. <laughs> Everybody needs a Ludo. And yes. I have one question for you. One one giant question to finish this all out where can we find you um well i have a facebook biz page under value yourself counseling my instagram handle is also value yourself counseling and then if people if women sorry right it's just for the ladies women identifying folks if you want to join a group where you get to be 100 you 100 of the time i just started a facebook group called badass women breaking barriers huh? And so that's another place women can find me. Cool. Oh my God, thank you. It has been such an honor to speak with you today. And it's always a pleasure to speak with you and to talk about your amazing practices and to discuss all the, the wonderful things that make you you. And thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real Thank pleasure. you for having me. It's been a great way to start my day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's. I keep forgetting that there's a time difference, and that when. <laughs> yes, I'm in Portland, Oregon, where it's still, you know, still morning part of the day, and you guys are wrapping up your day. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so I will be in Badass Woman Breaking Barriers like in minutes after we end it. <laughs> I fully will. I love that. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. a fun space where I will do some. I will be sharing some tapping, um, some tapping there. I also do what I call hot tub hot topics, where I go live from my hot tub and like cool. share whatever you know hot topic is going on. I also like I've got a post where women can share their tattoos. Today it's International Women's Day, so I've got a post for women to honor other women. But yeah, it's just a space where we as women identifying folks get to show up 100% ourselves, 100% of the time. Cool. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you. And do you think also it would be a very fun thing to do to bring a hot tub into a hot topic and to just do it from there? I mean, I think that yes. would be a great thing. Yes. <laughs> the presentation in a hot topic in a hot tub. I think that's worth that's worth it. Well, you know, once we can go back in in spaces and speak yeah. again, that will be like, can I get a hot tub on stage from well, I, you know, we'll see. I don't know if anybody will book me then, you know. <laughs> Well, this chick requires a hot tub on stage. We can't <laughs> afford like that. her. Uh, that's be, the best writer request ever. We I might need a hot tub or I am not turning up. 
Maybe we could do like a bucket and a kettle. <gasps> yeah, that'll do it. There we go. Well, it's gonna have to be a pretty big bucket, cause honey, <laughs> I, this big old body's gonna need a pretty big bucket. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been, as I say, I've said it a thousand times. It's such a pleasure to to be to, to be talking with you and to to talk about your practice and everything that you do. Make sure, people, if you're listening to us today, that you go and check out Amanda's amazing groups. Go check out their practice. It's just wonderful. Um, you are in really good hands here. So, oh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, yes. This has been the Confidence Through Carberry podcast. So if you would like to join us in our final affirmation, then we would be very honored. Uh, yes. My name is Ryan. And my name is Heather. My name is Amanda. And we're here to remind you that it is your body, your, body, your world, world, your stage. Your stage. <laughs> Thank you Woo! so much, everybody. We will see you soon. Goodbye.